This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. On the line right now, nobody knows this subject better than Ray Kelly, who busted his shoes for so many years as a cop on the beat, elevated to police commissioner, uh, the longest serving in the history of the department, and I have to believe, Ray, that reading the headlines this morning that this reinvented the anti-crime unit that just stopped 25 gun-toting suspects uh, has to now look back and say the last four and the others have all been cut loose. They're back out on the streets. How can this happen, Commissioner Kelly? That's a great question. You would think that at least the judges would be aware of what's going on, the, the gun violence that's sweeping the city. But no, if you read those uh, that article, it shows you that a lot of it is just the, the judges deciding to let these people go. So I don't know. I don't know when we wake up. You know, we've been, we've been concerned about judges for decades. Uh, most of them come from the Legal Aid Society. They are public defenders. That sort of thing. And, uh, you know, they're, they're generally speaking, believing hard uh, that don't have the public's best interest at heart. We have a judge in the studio. <laughs> judge Weinberg. Commissioner, good morning. Uh, you and I agree. I good. You and I agree on law and order and public safety. We've been doing this together for, for decades. When I was the general counsel, city council, and you were police commissioner. Later on, as a judge, when I was a presiding judge of Midtown Community Court, and later as the Supreme Court justice presiding over special narcotics. So you and I are law and order people, public safety people. I agree with you. You did a great job, Judge. Well, thank you very much. And you were the best commissioner ever. But I want to tell you, it's not just the judges. is They still have real problems and real holes in the so-called bail reform law. And you have real problems with what the DAs are recommending to the judges in terms of so-called supervised release. And so it's an amalgamation of problems, Commissioner. Yep, you're you're absolutely right. And by the way, I don't think this new uh, neighborhood safety team unit is a replacement for the anti-crime units of the, of the past. The NYPD has had anti-crime units for almost five decades. All of a sudden, in the paper now, they're calling it controversial. I was never controversial in uh, in my experience, but the advocates of have labeled it controversial, and they've replaced it with, in essence, a uniform team that any other uniform officers could be doing as well. We need anti-crime to be in, in plain clothes, to be able to surveil people, to follow people, but you can't do it wearing a semblance of a uniform. I agree with you, Commissioner. And as you and I both know, and we've discussed before, both on, on radio and, and in person, the big problem started with the lawsuit in the Southern District with uh, Judge Shinelin, where she set aside stop and fire and frisk. It was a bad decision. She ruled not impartially. The Second Circuit, the United States Court of Appeals, took the case away from her. The case was going up on appeal in the United States Court of Appeals, and the police department in the city of New York would have won that case, and de Blasio was mayor. First thing he did is he walked away from the appeal. Your comments, please. Yeah, well, I also think that the Corp Council and the Bloomberg administration sat on the, his hands 
and then moved that appeal uh, expeditiously. It was obvious where that case was going to go. There's no jury. It's just a judge. She had that case for 14 years. What do you think she's going to do? And by the way, in the trial, there were 19 stops that were examined. Ten of the 19 stops, in her opinion, met constitutional muster. And they had an expert who looked at decades of stops, 4 million stops. He found that 96% of them met constitutional muster. So, yes, you're right, Judge, that case would have been overturned. I think the Corporation Council should have been ready, willing, and able to move on that appeal. And they did. They did. Now, now Police Commissioner Kelly. Yes, sir. Yeah, Police Commissioner Kelly, Curtis Lee here. In my lifetime. Right. Curtis Lee from. Uh, super Sports Spectacular? Yeah, yeah. In fact, Ray Kelly uh, says that I did the best sports talk program ever in the history of sports talk radio. But on a different note, uh, I have never experienced in New York City drive-by shootings. Now it's a regular situation. The suspect was firing a weapon out of a moving car. Drive-by shooting in the Bronx. Drive-by shooting in Brooklyn. What can be done to stop that? Because when you were police commissioner... And before that, police commissioners who served, they never were talking about drive-by shootings and the execution of uh, of uh, uh, murders and people wounded uh, out of a car. How did this all happen, and what can be done to stop it? Well, it is just this permissive uh, attitude that we've seen uh, all over. It's, it's, you know, it's a multifaceted uh, problem. It, we need the, as I said, we need the judges, we need the district attorneys to charge. In these cases, and you're right. I mean, have you ever seen so many people always feel so many people carrying guns out in the street? Everybody's got one, unfortunately. So it's a very, very different time in our in our history. And uh, drive-by shootings are just part of the part of the problem. It's, uh, you got to charge them with guns. You just saw the story today that you were talking about. In, uh, are they the mostly country. gangs, Commissioner? Yes, yes. Drive-by shootings are mostly uh, mostly. And then gay. the bullets go flying and, and hurt little kids and everything. Absolutely, they kill that young. Uh, remember that young uh, lady that was killed in the Bronx about three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very very dangerous out there, and of course it can happen anywhere. It's happening mostly in uh, the poor communities, yes, but it can happen anywhere in uh, any part of this great uh, great city. So. Uh, it's all part of a, a, a major problem that we have. Things are moving in the wrong direction. I don't think this uh, administration, uh, the mayor, I know he's trying, he's saying the right things, but I, I, I don't think that we are uh, in, in a position to turn it around. Now, As a matter you... of fact, I'm told that all the numbers, they can't, they can't win the year. The year is gone already as far as the numbers are, are concerned. 44% increase in uh, index crimes in the last, uh, uh, when the last measure was taken, which I think was a, a week ago. Now, so, po- we're in trouble now. Police Commissioner Kelly, um, during the campaign for mayor, uh, candidate Eric Adams said he would use limited use of stop, question, and frisk. Limited use. Uh, recently, the new police commissioner, Sewell, was asked about that tactic as a crime-fighting tool. She said, we're not taking that out of the toolbox. There won't be stop, question, and frisk. 
How can a department function when you see known gangbangers? They're tattooed up. They're throwing gang signs. They have bulges coming out of their pocket. And they're not going to use a tactic that, as you pointed out, originally is constitutionally uh, correct. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. They can't. It is a tool that has to be in the toolbox. You can't just rule it out. Uh, you're not going to get guns off the street unless there's some hands-on people, and that, and he's done it in a legal, professional manner. But if you're if you are uh, not permitting stop question at first, you are really tying both hands of a police uh, be, behind their backs. <laughs> it is a a tool that, by the way, is, is also. Uh, been been limited in a lot of other cities based on the New York uh, decision, and just not doing it the way they did it in the in the past. Commissioner, uh, we have necessary. We have George Venizelos uh, on the. Uh, you worked with him uh, when he was in the FBI, and uh, I did. At what point, if if the New York City judges and uh, we have a problem. Can can the NYPD work with the DEA or the or the uh, FBI to create uh, federal crimes out of some of these things so we can get some of these people off the street? Is there a point, uh, George? I, I think it's uh, I think it's happening, but it needs to be happening more. I know Commissioner Kelly, um, we did a lot of that together, and and I think it's we're at a point now we need we need to do more. We need to do more of these these task forces. We need to get more of these, you know, with guns off the street. I just can't understand how somebody could commit a crime with a gun and be out the next day or that night. Yeah, you know, there's no question, as you know, George, that uh, criminals fear the federal system because the the charges are much graver, uh, the penalties are higher. So they don't they don't want to go to uh, federal court and. Uh, it, it is a deterrent when it's when they know it's being used. There's a program, Operation Trigger Lock, that we used. Right. That was in the Bronx and Manhattan. Uh, there was a real concern out there. If you arrested somebody and it was fell under the federal uh, laws and federal guidelines, and they were going to, uh, to, to you know, sit in a federal court. So, uh, yeah. You're right. The most, the more of that that can be done, the the better off we all are. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if we really want to save this city, it's it's imperative that we do a lot more of this now until we get this the district attorney's offices straightened out and the, and the judges straightened out. Uh, we, we can't wait to run away and watch the city go down, and that's what's happening. We've they've really... been doing that, uh, George and Commissioner. They've been doing that in Philadelphia. Because you have a runaway district attorney in Philadelphia is an extreme progressive, a George Soros-funded progressive that hasn't been enforcing the law. So the U.S. attorney's offices in, in Pennsylvania have been uh, been doing that. Now, whether that will continue under the Biden administration, uh, Justice Department, as opposed to the Trump, I don't know yet. But that's what they did in Philadelphia to deal with that problem. I do appreciate you joining us this morning, uh, Police Commissioner Ray Kelly. Hopefully you, like everybody else, will be listening to your son in the afternoons. Greg yeah. Kelly, great chip off the old block uh, from 1 to 3, Monday through Friday. Yeah, I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a great job here, though, at both WABC and Newsmax. Uh, but thanks for joining us today. 
If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.